stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to discuss insider buying at the cheap retailers. Are any of the insiders signaling that they believe in their company's turnaround or even just their company's future? Will they survive? Are they buying? First, let's talk about who an insider is. I know I've covered some of this on various podcasts in the past, but you may be a new subscriber and you may not really be familiar with what insider buying is. So the insiders are mainly the upper management and the board of directors at a company. And under SEC regulations, they have to file this thing called an F4 form whenever they buy or sell company stock. And they have to file it within 48 hours of actually doing the buying or the selling so that we can all see who is buying and who is selling among the upper management. So upper management usually means the CEO, the CFO, the senior VPs, depending on what their titles are at any particular company. It also usually includes the general counsel, which is the head lawyer of the company. And sometimes and many times the head of human resources, if it's a big enough company to have that position. Sometimes you'll see the heads of certain divisions if they have enough divisions, Um, but usually it's just like the very top of the upper management. And keep in mind that there's uh, differences between some of the upper management and especially when they're insider buying. So it's not that unusual to see the CEO or the CFO buying or selling but we're going to focus on buying for this podcast. So um, it's it's usually them who are you know using their own cash to go in there and purchase shares because they're the most highly compensated, and so they've got extra cash, right? But further down the chain, the general counsel and the head of HR, some of those people, they don't make quite as much money usually as the CEO and the CFO. So when they buy, it's a little more rare. You don't see it as often. And because they're making less, it sends out like a stronger signal because now they're spending their own cash on their own stock, even though many will probably also get stock options. So why why are they doing that when they don't get compensated quite as much as some of the other management? Also, don't forget about the directors. kind of seems like, oh, the directors aren't that important. You know, they just attend a couple meetings every year and that kind of thing. Um, But they mostly get compensated to be directors in shares. Not all of them do, but many, many of them do. They get an award for being on the board and it's usually in shares. So over the years, many of the board members tend to accumulate a lot of shares in their particular companies. So why would they use their own cash to buy even more shares when they already have quite a bit? That's the thing to keep in mind, because remember, all the insiders are basically greedy. You know, think about it when you are listening in on a conference call to a company you're really excited about, and the CEO is describing the great business that's going on 
and you know the the big plans for the future and you get excited listening to the conference call and you think I have to buy more of this. It's going to go higher. They're crushing it and they're going to crush it for the next three to five years if this plan actually is executed correctly. So it's the same similar thing as that. Or maybe you saw the CEO or CFO on, you know, being interviewed on some TV show and they're also really bullish on there and it makes you bullish, right? So imagine attending the board meetings every quarter for that same bullish company, or you're actually working there and you're running the marketing department, or you're the head of HR and you're getting requests from the CEO or heads of certain divisions. Hey, we need, you know, 300 people here. We're going to buy this new plant. We're going to need, you know, 75 people over there or we're expanding in you know, some other country and we're gonna need this many people here because we're shipping some of the product down there, who knows, but they're hearing all the good stuff, right? So that should give them even more motivation than just us listening in on the conference call or us you know, seeing the CEO being all bullish on a TV show or in some magazine interview they're actually doing it and listening in on it with all the management and they know by being insiders what's going on behind the scenes so the insiders can tell us a lot about what's going on at a company based on their own behavior especially at these kind of turnaround companies companies that have been struggling for a while and maybe they're going to have new management or um they've you know made an acquisition or spun off an acquisition of some sort and they're trying to go in a new direction the insiders know how well that's going or not going and so that's why we tune in to see what are they buying um i don't care so much what they're selling and i know a lot of people ask me that all the time but but the sales the they're selling all the time i care that they're using their own cash to go in and buy more shares, especially if the stock, you know, is has been beaten down a bit and or is still sinking, you know, down to like multi-year lows. Why aren't they buying then? Wouldn't you be if you were excited about where the company was heading? I think I would be. So today I'm gonna take a look at some of the insider buying, but I'm gonna take a look at it in terms of the retailers this time and some of the cheaper retailers, those that have been beaten down a bit or trading really cheaply. I get questions about some of these from many of you because it's it's the lure, the lure of the cheap stock. And sometimes the cheap stock can work out in your favor um, if you time it correctly and you get in there just as the turnaround is starting to happen. So I'll, I'm gonna discuss one of those times where it actually did work to uh, look at one of these cheap retailers. So in mid-July of this year, I was running my insider trader screens for the Zacks Insider Trader that I run here. And I run a whole bunch of screens that you know give me some solid fundamentals, the Zacks rank, and where the insiders are buying and how many of them are buying. And one stock came up in July and it was one of the beaten down retailers and it was Bed Bath & Beyond. So the ticker is BBBY. 
Now, I've covered Bed Bath & Beyond numerous times over the last several years, mostly on the Value Investor podcast. So you can find it over there if you do a search for it on Google. Um, we talked about it in terms of is it a value or is it a value trap because Bed Bath & Beyond shares were on a five-year uh, dive. Um, let's just to put it nicely, they were going down, down, down as you know, business was not good. They were having trouble competing against Amazon, Targets, um, those types of companies. They weren't able to grow same store sales year after year. I've complained about them endlessly because they were still paying a dividend and doing share buybacks. At the same time, they had negative same store sales. And it's like, why is your money going into dividends and share buybacks when you can't even grow your sales at the stores? That's for Bed Bath & Beyond. Now, they also own um, Cost Plus Market. They did own One Kings Lane, which they've now sold. And then they used to own the Christmas tree stores, which I didn't even realize. And they're now spinning that off as well. So a lot has changed at Bed Bath & Beyond since I used to complain about them. They basically got all new management. They uh, got a new CEO. They um, got some new board members a little over a year ago. They Then the new CEO basically cleared out all the upper management who had, some had been there for decades. And so it's all new in there. And now things have changed. Like I said, they've spun off some of their divisions. They have closed doors. Um, but during the pandemic, sales soared online for them because it's all the home goods, right? We wanted to bake bread. We wanted to cook. Um, they, they have all those products. And um, if we couldn't get it somewhere else, we found it at Bed Bath & Beyond. So now they have a whole bunch of new customers. So why did I buy it in the Insider Trader? I didn't want to because... Uh, this was July. This was when it wasn't clear what the turnaround really was going to be yet. And the shares were not good. They were near down near those five-year lows. Um, but a couple of directors actually stepped in to buy. So we bought when one of the, the first director bought. Um, she bought 6,000 shares at $8.29. She had joined the board last July, July 2019. But this was her first purchase on the open market. She gets shares at, as I've said, many of the directors do as an award. She's awarded shares. So she was already getting shares, but she wanted to buy more. Then a second director also bought just after the first one did, and she bought at $789, so a little bit cheaper, but she bought 34,000 shares. She also joined when they got some new board members then in July 2019, and this was her first open market purchase as well. So it was sending a signal that at least some of these new board directors or, um, yeah, these uh, new directors were deciding to jump in here. And this wasn't even when the shares were at their lows. The shares were actually at their lows at $3.52 in early April during the coronavirus pandemic panic and sell-off. But just a reminder about the insiders, they cannot buy and sell at just any time. The window has to be open from the compliance department. And that usually means um, it's only certain days in the quarter 
usually after an earnings report or some other kind of announcement of importance, um, a merger, acquisition, um, you know, announcement about a dividend or share buyback, anything that's material that um, they need to disclose to everybody, they can't usually buy or sell ahead of these announcements. So we don't know why nobody was buying in April um, or even in May or June, but they did uh, jump into buy finally in July when it looks like the window was open. So the shares for Bed Bath & Beyond are now at $24. Remember the directors bought around upper sevens and low $8. So they haven't fared too poorly. Now also remember with the insiders, they cannot sell once they buy within the first six months. So they're locked in for a decent amount of time and just based on my experience, they're not in it for the short term. The insiders are in it because they see value, they get greedy, and they're hoping, you know, a couple of years later is when they're really going to be able to cash in on whatever's going on at that company. So this was a good signal for Bud Bath & Beyond. There haven't been any other insiders buying since then. Um, that doesn't necessarily send a negative signal with something like a turnaround like Bed Bath & Beyond where the shares have soared. So year-to-date, the shares are up 38% now off of those five-year lows, um, but still pretty beaten down if you look at the longer chart where they used to be, uh, but not as cheap as they were you know, over even just in the summer here. So... That's a good example of following the insiders in on a trade when, uh, you know, they should know what's going on behind the scenes. They should know how the turnaround is going and how the new CEO is is handling things. And so a couple insiders did get bullish there this summer. So I took a look at some of the other cheap retailers and I mainly looked at apparel and shoe category because that's an area that's really taken a beating. And some of you have been asking me questions about whether or not there are deals in that area. And it's a couple of them have been in the news recently. So I picked out four other names that I wanted to just take a look at um, to kind of see are any insiders buying there. This is a good exercise to do if you are thinking like, oh, hey, this is a real deal on any company, but certainly on these retailers or and I would include restaurants in there too, because they know what's going on. And if they don't believe in the turnaround, um, they're not buying. <laughs> so if no one is buying over there, but you think, wow, this is like an incredible bargain, you have to ask yourself, why don't everyone who works there, why don't they think it is too? That's not that in that case is not a good sign. So let's dive right in. Um, the first one I brought is J. Jill. It's women's apparel. They are in the malls. They only went IPO a couple of years ago, but it hasn't been good since the IPO. They have a strong brand and loyal customer, but they have dropped the ball a couple times on execution. This was before the pandemic. They had troubles with online orders, and then they had troubles with basically having a whole collection in the wrong color that just didn't sell at all. This is one of the dangers of apparel as well, is that you get the trend wrong and then you're basically screwed for at least that season 
And that's hard to overcome for a company if they're screwing up several months of the year. So I think they still have an interim CEO. They've they've uh, gotten rid of at least one of their CEOs there. And I think they're still looking for someone full time. But I took a look there. Has there been any insider buying? Um, the shares are under a dollar. So you would think like, hey, if there's a bright future here, someone would be dying in, diving in, right? But the last insider to buy was in March during the coronavirus sell-off. And that was a director and he bought 150,000 shares at 74 cents. So March, 2020, nobody's bought since then. And the shares, while I'm recording this, are still around that level. They're at 72 cents. So nobody's, nobody's seeing a real big bargain of the insiders at J. Jill, nobody on the board, nobody else inside the company is putting their own cash in to buy more of these shares. So J-I-L-L is the ticker. Um, tune into the conference calls, find out what's going on, but be cautious on that one. Okay, another one that's also under $5 is Chico's, ticker CHS. They own Chico's and they also own White House Black Market. Um, this is a little more positive because there was a bunch of them who jumped in to buy in June. So that's well after um, the coronavirus panic. And then they had uh, an earnings report. Then a bunch of them, I call it a cluster buy when a bunch of them are all buying. That's a very strong signal because they're all on the same page and they're all seeing an opportunity. So what's really going on there if they're all willing to risk their money? So let me look here. It was six of them bought in June, including the interim CFO, the CEO, the executive vice president of CHRO, um, so that division, uh, a director, the president of apparel, and then a, the general counsel also bought. So it's a good mix of various insiders. And again, this has one of the rare ones in this cluster buy of the general counsel. Now, why do I consider the general counsel so important other than they get paid a little bit less than upper management? Well, the general counsel um, is more conservative usually. Sorry for all you lawyers out there, but you know it's true. They tend to look for danger. <laughs> And their job is to make sure the company is not in any danger and handling all the legal affairs, obviously. So they tend not to buy as often unless they're really sure that something good is going on there. So I like to see the general counsels buying um, for both of the reasons, because they are a little more cautious usually. And um, so this is a little riskier and also because they aren't as highly compensated and don't get as many stock options as upper, even higher up management. Um, but they still know what's going on at the company because they're still involved in all the legal issues that are going on. So, you know, if they are um, gonna be, you know, hiring or expanding facilities or that kind of thing, usually the lawyers know what's going on. So. This was interesting because they all did buy at a low level. They all bought around, uh, right around $1.25 or so. The highest price they paid was $1.33. 
And a couple of them bought over 70,000. The CEO bought 77,000 shares and the president of apparel bought 75,000 shares. So those are pretty significant buys. And then you you can see the executive vice president bought 7,500 shares and then the general counsel bought 8,500. So a little bit less on the, the slightly lower management level, but um, still this is a strong signal that they believe that the shares were cheap here and that they, they believe in their story. They're sitting in on all these meetings. The president of apparel certainly knows what's going on with the apparel sales this year during the pandemic and yet still bought a big chunk of stock. So that's Chico's CHS. Another one I took a look at that's been in the news is the Gap ticker GPS. This one also used to make the is it a value or is it a value trap uh, podcasts along with Bed Bath and Beyond. So interesting, they're both in the news. So Gap has a new CEO in Sonia Singal, and she's making some big changes. So she's closing a bunch of the Gap stores in Banana Republic, many of them in the malls. So they're going to focus more on digital and some other locations that are outside the malls because the mall has not been good for most retailers. So she's trying to shake it up. We know that this brand does need some shakeup. Um, so this will be interesting, but is anyone buying in over there? Are they buying the story? Now she only came in in March, so she hasn't had it long enough time yet to really do the turnaround. I always give CEOs at least a year because they um, are executing the old management's plans. It's the old, especially in apparel, it's the old apparel designs from the old management, not theirs, uh, going forward for almost a year usually. So uh, they, all that stuff is pre-ordered long ahead of time. So um, we won't really know what's happening for at least a year. So neither will the management, right? They don't really know either. But we did have one buy over the summer. It was in June. And the person who bought is a little bit unusual. I haven't seen this very often. And um, this person was the chief digital and tech officer. So what does that say that the digital guy is buying shares? Um, he bought 5500 at $12.83. The shares are up on all this news of the closing of the gaps and the bananas. People thinking the turnaround is going to happen here, that they're going to be able to save some of these brands and come out stronger. And the shares are now up 15.6% year to date. They're at a little over $20. Now, you could have bought these shares as cheap as $5.26 in early April during the coronavirus sell-off, but uh, nobody was. There's been no other insider buying in all of 2020, but they have had the management change there in March. Things were up in the air, so clearly there was some, uh, some stuff going on behind the scenes and may still be going on. So this is another one you've got to watch around the earnings because some some of the insiders might be on lockdown with these announcements of the store closures and all of that. They wouldn't be able to buy knowing this kind of information. So we'll see once their window opens if more Gap insiders are going to buy now that some of these decisions have been made. Yeah, the stock has rebounded, but still somewhat uh, depressed there. Still not, uh, you know, full steam ahead. And then the final one that I took a look at is one that a lot of you um, follow, and it's L Brands, ticker LB, 
This is Victoria's Secret, the pink, the bed, or the Bath and Body Works. I always want to put bed, bath, and beyond in there. No, it's Bath and Body Works. And Victoria's Secrets is the, really the turnaround here. Um, the trends have not been in their favor. It's gone the other way with like the Airy brand and the more athletic of the um, lingerie and the uh, even workout apparel. And so Victoria's Secrets got a, a decent turnaround coming. And now they too have a new, at L Brands, a new CEO with a longtime CEO finally um, moving to the side there. So is anyone buying these shares? These were at five-year lows as well. We did get one director buying in June. This was the first buy by this director. Um, it was 685 shares at 1464. This director gets awards. So this in as stock options awards. So, but this was the first open market purchase of um, their own money. No one else has bought all year long. Again, that's a little bit discouraging given where the shares were, but we've seen changes in management here too, much like the Gap and some of these others. So it takes a little while before people inside the company believe or don't believe in the turnaround stories. Now, year to date, these shares are up 85%. The five-year low was in March at $8.52, and now the shares are around $33. So even this insider bought at $14, so they more than doubled since they bought in June. Um, why is no one else greedy? This is what I ask. In 2016, these shares were near $100. Again, they're around $33 now. So no one else inside there thinks they're Gonna get back there because if they did, that's still another tripling of the shares, even at this level. So these are just some questions I always ask myself when I'm looking at the insider buys. Now, some of the uh, insiders that are teetering, maybe there's some bankruptcy rumors out there. We know who some of these are. Some have already declared the bankruptcy. Um, I always go to look at the insiders on those because I myself have gotten burned buying some one of the retailers that did declare bankruptcy and then I was wiped out. Yes, that's what happens to you. You lose, you lose it all. <laughs> so ask yourself, why are the insiders not buying again? If, if they're not going BK, wouldn't it be a deal? Wouldn't it be a bargain? Cause most of the stocks are, you know, at multi-year lows. And one of the better examples of that was uh, Pier one, which did finally go under completely but it had a several series of management at the end where they brought in new CEOs, they fired one, they did this whole huge turnaround strategy that was gonna work, but it never did. Then that CEO was ousted, the board took over, they tried to save it, they could not. But the whole time I'm watching it as the shares go down, 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 they did a reverse split to bring the shares back up over the dollar so they weren't delisted. And even still, none of the insiders were buying during that period. It was a big sign to me um, about why they were staying on the sidelines. And again, as the consumer, I'm supposed to believe, oh, this is fantastic. And they're putting out this great new product. And the insiders are supposed to believe it too, but they were not. So keep that in mind when you're looking at all these. Um, it, it's, you know, it's all in your interpretation of inaction or no action 
as well as the action. But once you see some action, like the cluster buy there at the Chico's, that's a pretty strong signal to me about Chico's. I'm like even like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. It wasn't June, so I'd be looking to see what they're going to report coming up here soon. Apparel is still a really difficult market. And sometimes, you know, the insiders are are hopeful and it doesn't work out either, or at least not um, immediately, because turnarounds take a while, as I said. Uh, it's Once a brand is perceived a certain way, it's hard to to stage that comeback. Bed Bath & Beyond might might be able to do it here. They might be one of the ones helped by the surge in buying during the pandemic. We will see. Um, they're having an investor day soon on October 28th, actually, 2020. So we'll be able to see um, more uh, commentary about what's happening there and what they're doing to um, you know, try to turn it around. But turnarounds, always very difficult. It's why I always do like to look at retailers and brands in general that are crushing it across the board because it's a lot easier to figure those out than the ones that may or may not make a comeback. So a lot of risk, but sometimes there's reward as the insiders um, and the people in the insider trader service here at Zach's found out with Bed Bath and & Beyond. And so let me recap those tickers again on some of these that I investigated. Feel free to go to the SEC website. That's what I look at, sec.gov. You don't need anything fancy and you can put in the ticker and see where the insider, it'll say insider transactions up at the top. And you can see who's buying um, and when and what's going on or not buying as the case may be. So the tickers again, Bed Bath & Beyond, it's um, still maybe gonna have some more momentum going into the holiday season. We will see. BBBY is the ticker, J Jill, um, this is going to be a key holiday season for the rest of these retailers. That's J-I-L-L. Chico's is C-H-S, as in Sam. Gap, again, is G-P-S. And then L Brands is L-B. And as always, you want to be sure to subscribe to get all the episodes of the Zach's Market Edge. I'm going to have some good guests on coming here in the last two months of the year as we prepare for the countdown to the end of the year. I can't believe it's it's upon us. And what to look out for going into 2021. There's a lot going on. We're going to look at the economy, um, obviously pandemic impacts, who are the winners, where you can find those hidden gems going into 2021 because you know they're going to be out there, what the state of travel and some of these industries that are getting you know, hit really hard with the pandemic, is there any way to invest in any of those and what will be happening? So be sure to subscribe, Apple Podcasts. You can get us on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on just about anywhere you can get podcasts. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next time with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified 
identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.